Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Earn. <laughs> Uh, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas together, you and me, thinking of things that we'd like to be see on the stage when we put them on, acting together and maybe sing a song. And maybe the singing a poem. <laughs> Together. Perfect. <laughs> That's how it always goes. What people don't realize is that you know, like a lot, of, a lot of shows, they'll they'll have a really long intro song, and then. Later on, they won't bother playing the whole song. They'll just play a tiny snippet of it, yeah. for, you know, because it's like yeah. people get it. Yeah. Well, we've actually been playing the shortened version <laughs> for years, <laughs> and that was the that was the long version that we finally revealed. Yeah, yeah, and you know, by playing the shortened version, mm. I mean it, it seems like it's been different every episode. Yeah, but they have actually each been a different part of the same of the same song, and we've only finally that was. We f- we finished it off. We wrapped it up. And that's yeah. a little. Uh... And so, if you know the um, the keen-eared listener, and the uh, could, if they went back and mm. sort of edited out every intro song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and pieced them all together mm. uh, to the end, then you would re- you would reveal. That you would you would reveal the whole the whole song. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been 172 episodes in the making, plus a couple of. Shorts and also the ones that aren't counted in that total, even though they are full episodes. Because for some reason, when we released them, I decided to call them something different, have a different numbering system for the yeah, lost right. episodes. Those were the ones that uh, we, oh, yeah. we thought we deleted. So there's maybe four or five of those or something. Yeah. Anyway, Alistair, uh, it's I just it's a pleasure it. to be here. It's a pleasure, and I'm just so happy that. There's so much character development, but also show development during the show where we develop things. Mm. Oh, yeah. This, this, this is, it, it feels a little episodic. It does feel like, you know, Monster of the Week style storytelling, mm. but there is an arc. Mm. Trust me, there is an arc, and yeah. I am on the way to finding the person who abducted my uncle. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I've been doing this whole What's your story been? What do you think your arc has been now? Mine has been... I get. I guess over the series, I get slightly. I've gotten slightly more concerned about your financial well-being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it felt like that was a sort of a pretty late season thing that they tried to put in there to maybe spice up the show. It mm. didn't feel to me like it was totally there to begin with. No, 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 it wasn't there at the beginning. Cause Which I, is crazy because at the beginning, I reckon I had a heaps less money than I did there. Yeah, but you had less no. burden as well. Less burden. Yes, the burden. You didn't have as many. Uh, 
mouths to keep alive. Mm. But it's, this is the thing. They, they don't tell you this, but it's not just the mouth you've got to keep alive. Right. Yeah? You, okay. Because you, you, you look at the mouth and you're like, the mouth doesn't actually need all that much. The mouth is just a sort of a, a through, you know. Mm. A lot of it's bone. A lot of it's bone. A lot of the mouth is bone. Bone, bone can last millions of years in bone dirt. Bone is fine. Bone. I'm not worried about <laughs> bone. It's that soft tissue around the bone. Mm-hmm. But there's not that much is like is what you're saying. Yeah. But that yeah. tongue looks like it could use it. it needs it's quite a fleshy. Bit. You think you need to keep the, keep the tongue sweet? I think you've got to get a lot of blood in there. Mm. And in order to b- get the blood, you've got to support the heart and the other parts that make mm-hmm. blood. Now, when you die, mm. I think your tongue falls out of your mouth. Falls out. Falls out. Like, as in detaches? No, like no, no. Like a salamander's tongue? It just flops. A salamander's tail? You don't realise that your tongue is always tense. Your really? entire life, your tongue has been tense. Mm. Okay? And then it, 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 it's only in death that the tongue can finally relax. I think the tongue probably feels a lot of responsibility. Mm. The tongue was never meant for what we, make, we use it for, by the way. That's true. The tongue was only ever, like, you know... There to move stuff around in the mouth. Hot things. Hot things. Keep them up and keep, keep them airborne. <laughs> juggle, juggle balls of food that was too hot for you to hold in your hands yep. and too hot to have contact with the lips, mm-hmm. but too delicious to blow on before yeah. you shove it in your face. Too delicious to wait. Yeah. And, you know, to juggling that. And, and here we are using it to, like, shape words and communication. Mm. I, I imagine the tongue feels so much pressure. Mm. And, like, the sweet release of death, I think, for the tongue... Must be especially sweet. Oh, it would, yeah. I think for the t- the tongue mm. awaits the day. Mm-hmm. If anything, the tongue may subtly be trying to undermine you at every at every well, step of the is... way, hoping for you to end it all so that it may finally relax. This is this is why the tongue is the only part of the body that can kill you entirely by itself. Oh yeah, because right? it can of go its own backwards free will. into Just, your throat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what if I... Can you suck back enough, do you think, to actually just swallow your own I'm tongue? I'm definitely not going to try. I'm definitely not going to try. <laughs> Why would I even want to know about that? Well, if you were going to do it, you would at least film it live on YouTube. Correct. And film it live. ask for donations while it's happening. Mm, yeah, I'll get a Patreon going. I mean, do you think, do you, think you could um, sort of raise money for mm. some charity, maybe for some un- un- underprivileged group? I'm trying to relax my tongue totally in my mouth right now. It was really affecting your eyes. Um, do you think for 24 hours you could just be on there <laughs> uh, trying to suck back your tongue into your throat? For 24 hours, is this person is a hero. He's attempting to swallow his own tongue. For 24 hours. For 24 hours, hours to raise, to raise money, money for, I don't know, scouts? Scouts for or scouts. Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts. Use, See, that's good. They could use a boost right now. A Girl Scouts... Are they guides and Girl Scouts? I don't think they can be, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't split. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, split that out. It's now you're, you, like, I mean, I'm sure this is a horrible thing that the Scouts people and the guides people go through every day. We're not gu- we're not Scouts, and we're not guides, is what they each of the opposite ones would say. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and the confused ones who are part of those things as well. Mm-hmm. So some of the confused Scouts who said we're not Scouts, and they go, no, we are. They go, oh. Yeah, they sh- you know, this is one of the things they don't prepare you for. You know, yeah. the existential crisis. They prepare you in scouts, you pre- they prepare you entirely for external mm. uh sources 
of uh, challenge. Yep. They don't prepare mm. you for the inner challenges. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, self-respect badge as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Because I think the thing about the self-respect badge is that you wouldn't need a badge, right? You don't need the external validation of the mm. badge and you also don't need people to see the badge. Yeah, it's a badge on the inside. It's a badge you wear on the inside. Yeah. Literally, you have to, you have to get s- keyhole surgery and have it sewed to the side of your stomach lining. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be great but if you could just swallow it and it just gets stuck. Like it's, it's it has adhesive. some sort of little things that go shit out yeah. from the side mm. and sticks on not it, it waits until it's through your um esophagus it has some sort of thing that dissolves or some sort of little crystalline thing yeah it's wait, waits for stomach acid yeah yeah it mm. dissolves in the stomach acid stomach acid and then shink. releases the blades yeah release release the blades yeah and then into the lining mm. and That'd then be nice inner strength that's what well, yes, yeah, then you would actually have to have inner strength to to put up with the pain. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, and it's a reminder though, isn't it? I don't know if you'd feel pain in your stomach. Do you feel pain in your stomach? Do you have pain receptors in your stomach? You definitely do. People clutch their stomachs all the time in pain. <laughs> don't they? Oh, no, but is that, the, is that the stomach that's in pain? I don't know. Could be something outside. Could be could, something. Could, it could be their pain receptors that are in pain. How good is it that... Parts of the body can do referred pain to, you know, other parts of the body. Is that good? Well... It always seems weird to me where they're like, ah, oh, my shoulder is sore. Oh, that means your leg is damaged. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's you know, that you've got a canny leg, you know? Canny leg. Not gammy, no. canny. What's that mean? Oh, it's clever. Oh. It's like sending the pain, making the, making the shoulder hurt. That is, a, that is canny, but... Or is it canny or is it dumb? Because then you're... You're not going to try and fix the leg. Yeah. You're right. But maybe the leg doesn't want to be fixed. Maybe. You know? <laughs> maybe the leg is worried that its flaws are the only thing that make it interesting. Mm, yeah. yeah. And it's trying to seem like it has inner strength, but it has to do something with that pain. Mm, mm. It can't just hold on to it, bottle so it up. So there's some kind of a toxic relationship where on the outside the leg seems perfect. Mm. Everyone looks at the leg and says, God, the leg's got so much <laughs> going on. But then yeah. when you see the leg at home alone with the shoulder, mm. you realise how the leg treats the shoulder. Well, the, leg, the leg's been putting sort of um, bleach into the, into the shoulder soup. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I always assumed he was just trying to bleach the soup. <laughs> make a nice clear soup. He was trying to make, I thought he always thought he was trying to make sweet potato look like potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know those stories about people saying, Oh, you can't buy such and such from China because they put bleach in the rice or they put bleach in the mm. in this or that. Is that true? Do they bleach? Do, do, do people really bleach foods? I don't know, Andy. Uh, look, I assume there's maybe some truth. I just want to know who these people who are running businesses where they're selling bulk quantities of food, mm. right? And they are, they are, you know, it, 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 it costs a lot of money, I imagine, to like set up a factory to mm. do this kind of thing, yeah. right? And to, to market it and, and, you know, you've got to get employees and those employees need you know, payroll and all that sort of thing. There's a whole infrastructure around this sure. thing, right? And then, like, I don't know how many days into running this company you are, but you're like, 
well, we should just chuck some bleach in this. Sure. Then suddenly everybody's dying, right? All your customers yeah. are dying. Well, if that was happening, I think then you would have to, you, you'd put in the wrong amount of bleach. But <clears throat> why are you putting in bleach at all? I, to make it look better? Yeah, sure, sure. But it is a, it's a to- you're putting toxic stuff in your food. Sure, I know, I know. But I think food fraud is a huge thing. Food fraud. Yeah, food fraud is a huge industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, for example, spices. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you can often put just powders that are flavorless that kind of look roughly like the same powder that you I put definitely, in. I feel like I definitely got that with a bag of coriander one time. Bought a huge bag of coriander from some place. Yeah. Got home, no flavor yeah. at all. That's, that's food fraud. You were the victim of food fraud. I feel like a food fool. Well, you are. Mm. Um, now, is within anything that we've said now, any, any sketch. <laughs> so either the tongue. Yeah. Or food fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well. I mean, victims of food fraud does sound like a fun group. It sounds like a great band. Mm-hmm. Victims of food fraud. Do we need? Any, do we know anybody who needs a name for their band? No. Or what was the other thing that George now needs a name for? Oh, he's starting a company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to become a self-employed businessman, and he needs a name. Yeah. For that as well. Anyway, one thing at a time. Victims of food fraud. That'll make a great name for a company. Mm. That's that's ticked off. Yeah. Victims of food fraud. One of the largest food crimes, one of the largest food fraud cases in history. An entire food pyramid scheme. Pyramid, healthy eating pyramid scheme. Yeah. I, look, I mean, I, really, I think the f- uh, whole food pyramid scheme. <laughs> food pyramid? Food pyramid scheme. <laughs> Could you do it with anything other than money? What do you mean? Well, what is it with like food like a, a a pyramid scheme it's like mm. people have to get people under them mm. to sell things or whatever mm-hmm. but what about instead it's like it's a it's like a co-op mm. and people are getting paid in food mm. and then they get people under them and every time they pay a bit of the, that person they have to give some of their food get, to they it. have to give some food to you and then you got to give some of your food up to the yeah. person at the top great but it's fresh food yeah. and it's all going off <laughs> Yes. Everybody's like taking their cut, taking a little nibble of whatever. Mm. But just bite taking you know, any time, bite of the by the time it gets to the person at the top of the pyramid, all the food is rancid. And all the all the drinks have backwash. Yes. Thirty <laughs> percent is backwash. Backwash sounds like a good name for a crime show from the seventies, don't you think? Backwash. Yeah. Or a crime show. From today, about the seventies. Really good. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> so it's just a it's just a period piece. From today, about the seventies. Oh, okay, right. I thought you, it was criminal. It was like police mm. of today, but all the crimes are from the seventies. I guess that's I've, a kind of a cold well, case. Well, I've got an idea. Well, how about this? This show, yeah. hot case. Hot case. Right. Really good. It's two people. Yes. Who. Two detectives yes. who go back over solved crimes <laughs> and see if the evidence points to anything else. <laughs> That's closed case. 
Oh, I know, but we're calling it hot case. Surely hot case is like crimes that are currently being ably investigated by somebody else yeah. who has a lot of leads and is doing quite well. Yeah. And in hot case, somebody else comes along and tries to investigate it at the same time, and see if they can beat them. Maybe derail them. Or, yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, so it's like it's almost like a like case race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, case race. It's but you know, so they've just the the people investigating the case, mm-hmm. they've successfully got a confession from the the lead suspect. Yeah. And the people from Hot Case are coming and they're like, give me five minutes alone with him. I reckon I could get him, you know, I don't know. To changes? No, they just get it out of him again. <laughs> but more and faster. Or they, or they try to file a report before the other guy does? Yeah. Hot Case. <laughs> I think that's really good. I would write that down as a sketch. Okay, wait. So- Hot Case, co- co- case race, investigation- um, hot case. Uh, something I need some initials, right? Like SVU or something like oh, that. I've got hot case. Hot, uh, I've got hot case case race. Case race. That's yeah, but I, I wanted some, like three initials, like uh, B L B L Sigma. So uh, Sigma Lambda Lambda ch- Chow. You, you've just given me a fraternity, haven't you? Well, chow, that's not a Greek letter. <laughs> it's either. not? No. It, sh- it should be. Chow. <laughs> tau, that's a Greek letter. Tau. Tau. Isn't it T-A-U? Maybe. Sigma, know. lambda, chow. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about any of this. Chow, it's an Italian word. Right. But it also sounds like it could, it could be, be Chinese. like a Chinese last name. Yeah, or a Chinese letter, maybe. Or a Chinese number. Mm. Maybe. Let's make a movie called Sigma Kappa Phi, right? Yeah. But Kappa is C-A-P-P-E-R, and it's Warwick Kappa, the Australian rules footballer mm-hmm. who wore those tight shorts in the 80s. Yeah. Right? And, and appeared in Swans, Playboy. And appeared in Playboy, right? And who now is just like a... Just a guy, a personality who makes apparently money being himself. makes money being himself and charges people money to come to their parties mm. and hangs out with you and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, he goes back to college, but in America, right? Okay. And uh, he's yeah. in some sort of frat of some kind. And he does really well. He does really well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he turns his life around. At the end, he has to sort of do some sort of debate on the school science team. You know, one of those yeah. science debates. Yeah, yeah. You know how they achieve the truth in science through debate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. I guess they must, they must achieve Persuasive something through argument. De- debate, at least like... In science? In I science. think only like appointing people to the head of some kind of like... Or... Organisation. Or, or deciding, you know, what yes. the... How mu- what the strength of gravity is. No, no, no. No, or, or... no, no. Maybe like what the, like, what the kitchenette cleaning roster is. Mm. But do you, what do you think about a scientific method where it's all resolved through debate, mm. right? An alternative universe in where all the, uh, you know, the constants of the universe aren't detected, aren't measured mm. using sophisticated technology. They're all sorted out, you know. Through the Socratic method? Through the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm just describing ancient Greece, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, but I mean... You could bring it back because I think there's a, there is an aspect of these like 
a lot of these people who are around who are a bit like skeptical of the mm. world, and they're also a bit skeptical of evidence because they're like, "Well, I can find you the exact same amount of evidence mm. showing for the opposite side," and they don't realize that some evidence has better value than other. Yeah, well, I mean, where's your evidence for that? Yeah, you know, that's right. Like you'd then have to go and find evidence that their evidence is bad, and now you've had to find twice as much evidence as they mm-hmm. have, which makes you look, you know, like you're overreaching. Yeah, that's you right. Know, yeah. It makes you look desperate. Suddenly de- you've got defensive. all this extra evidence. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying a bit too hard. Um, what about, I mean, I, I look, I like this idea, mm. the, but I, I like the spirit of it, but, but what about, like, the new scientific method? <gasps> that's a good spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I and think we need one. Fresh. It's like and the Fresh Testament. Like the Fresh Testament. Mm-hmm. Which An we idea found we've come up with twice on the podcast, and, probably. And then somebody sent us a thing showing that somebody had actually come up with the Fresh Testament. Yeah, I think there was a picture of um, Christ riding a dinosaur. Oh, no, maybe it was the Bible too. The Bible too. Yeah, no, the, I don't sure. know if anybody's called theirs the Fresh Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you could... Um, Add to the scientific method and make it satirical yes. by saying it's like, well, uh, part of the new scientific method is how is retweets is retweets and how angrily, uh, hang, yeah. h- how, how angrily you present your how loud you can shout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we still use advanced technology, you know apparatus, equipment, that mm. sort of scientific equipment in order to determine the truth of things, but we just use it to measure the volume that you're shouting at when you propose your your mm. theorem. Yeah, and somebody else, and you can, you can make other theorems lose credibility by calling the people who propose them fucking idiots. Yeah, or phonies or accusing them of being um, bought and paid for, you know, mm. by the... Are they only doing this to get funding, you know, all the climate scientists, all the, the unanimous voice of climate science is apparently because that's, you know, they need to say that in order to get their research funding, mm-hmm. you know, which, by the way, what an amazing argument. Because when people go into, you know, research science, mm. they're doing it for the money. Absolutely no question. If yeah. I want the big bucks... What I do is I go into quite dry academic fields and I work in research. Yeah, and struggle you know, I don't to... go and, you know, take money, any fucking amount of money, as much money as you want to just be a hack saying whatever the fossil fuel industry is. You don't do that? I don't do that, no. No, I work a thankless job in obscurity, toiling away, measuring, like, you know, almost impossible, you know, just in- unbelievably difficult things drilling holes in in the ice caps. Mm. That's what I do. That's where the money's at. Yeah, I know, but how cool would it be, though, to get to drill? Just to drill, go, like, out, go out into the empty. You know what? If it wasn't, if they're not doing it for the money, they're doing it just to get those, that doing that drilling. Yeah, you can get a good selfie doing that. Those ice cores. Ice core drilling. Ice core drilling. Mm. Yeah. I mean, how nice would it be just to have that nice long mm. piece of ice? Mm. Nice core. Do you think they ever put a piece of that ice in their drink? Every single time. Yeah. You can have ice in your drink from thousands of years ago, which has a different carbon dioxide content. That's right. See, let's take some of that information that they're finding out, mm. right? Take some of this mm-hmm. stuff that it's, it's all a bit negative, 
right? It's all a bit about, you know, the world is warming and the carbon Mm. dioxide and that sort of thing. Yeah. What if you say, we've found that ice from 18,000 years ago has a much lower carbon dioxide content and so it's more delicious in a martini. Great. Yeah. See, now this is... It would go better with a fizzy kind of thing, you know, maybe. Sure. That has a high... Sure, high carbon, Mm. so there's more contrast. Does your carbonated drink, yes, your soda waters, your sody waters, maybe mm-hmm. if you prefer, your seltzer, mm, yeah. mm. Um, spritz, your spritzed liquid, mm. yeah, your your sody pop, mm-hmm. um, can of pop. Do you think that due to the high amount of carbon dioxide in it, that it experiences the greenhouse effect uh, on a sort of micro level? Uh, yeah. 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 Like, I think, do you think your drink gets warmer in a warm room faster if it's carbonated than if it is, if it isn't? Now, uh, I'm going to say yes. I think there's only that tiny little bit of air at the top, isn't there? Or a tiny little bit of gas at the very mm. top of the bottle. I think that would mostly be carbon dioxide. And I think because of the way carbon dioxide interacts with infrared mm. heat, you know, it's been radiated but, out from the surface you, of the but earth. But doesn't the carbon dioxide also remain in the bubbles? Uh, yeah, it's in the bubbles as well. But I don't think bubbles are there when it's closed, right? The bubbles don't form. when it's There aren't bubbles in the water when the can is closed. When the bottle isn't opened, okay, it's just dissolved in the water as c- carbonic acid. I want to say. Sure, I mean, I wanted you to say that. Yeah, and and it's when you open the can, you change the pressure, mm. you release the pressure that that uh, carbon dioxide is able to dissolve out of the liquid, yeah. forming the bubbles. It's and free. It's finally free. Finally free. Yeah. To do finally what it wants. Free. To become a bubble. Finally free to do what it wants, but, but to become a bubble. That, but that's only short-lived, right? Because then it also, gets to the but, surface. But, but, but I wasn't talking about your drink that's in a bottle. I was talking oh. about a glass. All right. Well, I think that's very hard to say, Alistair. Uh, no, I don't think it is hard to say. No, okay, watch watch right. me say it. Andy. Okay, great. A glass with bubbles in it, bubbles filled with carbon dioxide, yeah. gets warmer at a... Faster rate than one with no carbon dioxide bubbles in it. Okay. I mean, Andy, that was so easy to say. You're right. That was so easy. And it's all you because... You made it look so easy. It's because of the climate change in the glass. Mm. Climate change in a glass. Are you a mixologist? Clamate. Are you a mixologist, Andy? Uh, no, no, I, I, I never... Well, that's what maybe one of the reasons why you don't pay attention to some of these tiny details like this. Mm. Are you a, uh, a an award-winning uh, drink maker? A mixologist? A mixologist, Andy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, your answer hasn't changed, so I don't <laughs> see why your knowledge would have changed. And Do you think that the... Of, of all the ologists, yeah. do you think the mixologist... Is the lowest of the ologists? Actually, Andy, uh, I don't think so because I had a problem recently. 
Yeah. With my mix. Oh, okay. <laughs> and luckily, because of the great healthcare system in this in this country, fine nation of fine ours, na- nation of ours, best bloody country on earth. Uh, you know, and I and, and I'm not afraid to say that um, you were able to see a mixologist. No, but that's that's because of a there's there's a small amount of socialism in our in our in our. You know, it's obviously it's capitalism. Oh sure. Yes. But headline billing, capitalism. Capitalism. But there's yeah. some socialism Supporting in cast. there that helps us not have to pay thousands of dollars for medical treatment. Yeah. And you know who 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 helped create that perfect blend between capitalism and socialism? A mixologist. It was a mixologist. <laughs> right? And I think those mixologists, but also they, they don't just do mm. uh, you know, different economic systems. Mm-hmm. They also mm. do, you know, the mix in your body. Well, what you'll see in um, public debate, mm. right, is that people with one area of expertise suddenly start giving their opinion on other areas of expertise. That's why you have, mm-hmm. you know, geologists and even psychologists and that sort of thing chipping in, appearing as experts, talking about climate change, mm-hmm. right? Even though, you know, they're not climate scientists per se. Per se. Per se. Per. Um, but... A, I think a mixologist, mm. you know, they know about mixing. They know about getting the right quantities of things. That's right. Right? Why can't they chip in and say, you know, what they think about social mixing, say, mm. or, or, the, or the mix of socialism and, uh, and capitalism mm. in Australia's economic setup? Makeup? Yeah, or how much water is required to turn mm. a sandpit into a quick sandpit. Exactly. I mm. don't see why a mixologist couldn't, play the role almost of a, a Rasputin, mm. you know, coming in, talking to our, our leaders, whispering, whispering in, their in their ear. yeah, Helping um, cure their children <laughs> Yes, <laughs> of any kind of mix-based ailments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sleeping with their sarinas mm. and uh, generally, you know, having a big influence. Well, right? everything because they know is about mix. mixing. Everything is mixing. Everything, everything is, mixing. is mixing. Nothing is just a thing. Everything is a mix. Eating is mixing. It's Eating taking, is mixing. It's taking you and mixing it with mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Even unmixing things is mixing because it's taking things that are mixed and mixing them with things that aren't. Mm. You know, if I'm trying to get all the gold out of uh, some crushed rock, yep. what am I doing? I'm getting those little gold particles and I'm mixing them with the other gold particles. That's right. Mm-hmm. Unmixing is mixing. Mm. That's right, and accelerating is decelerating is a, is a form of decelerating, which is a form of which is mixing, which is also mixing, because you're mixing speed, speed with less speed. speed with less speed, and speeding with accelerating with braking. <laughs> I like to use both pedals at the same time. You're mixing get going somewhere mm. with stopping. That's right. Those two things don't seem to make go together. No. And yet a good mixologist is able to yeah. find the right blend. And it was thanks to the mixologist, uh, you know, that because I used to, when I dro- drove a manual, I used to ride the clutch a lot. Mm. But it was thanks to a mixologist yes. that I, was, I, I learned how to ride the accelerator and the brake. <laughs> and squeeze a little bit of lime mm. onto the pedals. Onto that and onto my tongue. <laughs> I, I, it's starting to sound to me like mixology is a new religion, you know? 
Sure, but it's not real religion though. It's science. It's science. Oh, sure, it's, it's science. It's the first science-based religion. Yeah, it's that perfect blend of science and religion. Science, science, religion, and and flavor. Yeah. <laughs> because there's not a lot of religions right now that are based on flavors. You're absolutely right. Like they almost seem to try and take flavor out of things, like those communion wafers. Mm. There's not a lot going on there, flavor-wise, is there? You know, and even the red wine, no. it's not like a specific, as far as I'm aware, I've never tried it. I don't, I've I never don't. even tasted a communion wafer. I don't like to apologize for going out there and saying any of this. I have had bags and bags of communion wafers. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because my grandpa used to get... No, wait, used, is this true? Yeah, yeah, he used to get just like, the, I think the trimmings. I don't know where he would get this, but but you could just snack on it. Your grandfather you know, <laughs> would get the trimmings of communion wafers. Yeah, you can get them trimmings. How? Well, I don't know. I guess it, this, where was your grandfather? He, Montreal. Right. And and as oh, you know, oh sure, I've got a grandfather in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, he gets heaps. He gets all the communion trimmings he wants. Well, as you know, Quebec used to be a theocracy. Mm. Right. Is that true? I, th- I think it was pretty much a theocracy. Yeah. Wow. You know, basically under the role rule of the church. Mm. Right. And, uh, now, of course, they're under the rule of that bloody maple syrup uh, corporation, aren't they? Yeah. Whoever that Justin one is. Justin Trudeau. No, yeah, oh. him. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the maple syrup in Canada is pretty much controlled by the one Oh, I'm not surprised. Thing. Yeah, that's how they get the price so high. Big maple syrup. Big maple. Mm. And maples are big. Mm. Yeah. Checks out. Um, anyway, you know, so, so, so because of that big church industry... They, they, you know, they thought they would have a lot of communion wafer manufacturing in mm. town. Sometimes, maybe even in house. Now, the offcuts of communion wafers. Mm. I assume those are the sort of the t- toenails and the hair of Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely, but they could also be his clothes. Oh yeah, you okay. know, things like that. Because I, sure. I, I think when they turned them into his his well, shit. Well, maybe. I mean, I guess he would have had something. He's like a prawn. Or, or a shrimp, you know, you got to take that, <laughs> that entrail out. And, but I don't think, I think when they made them into bread and wafers, mm. they just put them into like a big grinder. Yeah. They didn't clean them off. They didn't. Sure, they didn't shuck he, him. Yeah, he was the one who cleaned, remember? He was oh, the cleaner. Course, he, they're not going to, who cleans the cleaner? Nobody, nobody does. Nobody does. The cleaner's filthy. A cleaner has to, either doesn't get cleaned or has to clean themselves. Or get cleaned by another cleaner? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're right. That was, that was a really good solution. <laughs> and funny. <laughs> you know? Anyway, so, so I, those I factories... Think, I think the, uh, the off-cuts of from... the communion wafers is a, is a sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, off-cuts. When they punch them out... Ching, 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 yeah. ching. Were they sha- how were they shaped, these, these off-cuts? Well, it would have been just like... So think they would have just been sheets. Are they square? They had, they're round. There would have been like rectangular sheets. Yep. But then the wafers are square or circular. Right. And so they're just stamping out these. wafers. And you're eating these little sort of little star-shaped kind of broken bits of fistfuls of that. Well, just yeah, it's like a sheet with all mm. the circles missing. All right, and you get it as a sheet, or yeah, you it get would it be as all a broken sheet. up, wouldn't it? I think maybe partially broken up, but I mean, like, yeah, it, it, look, it wasn't it, what the trimmings. They they don't give a shit about. Uh, you know what good shape they're yeah, in. Yeah. They're just like, look, if we can make a couple of bucks selling this to that old guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently gives it to his grandson. Yeah. And he eats them by the fistful. Yeah. What are they, and what do they taste like? 
nothing. Am I right that yeah, they've got very like little nothing. flavor? You know those um, you know those biscuits that are like those cream, kind of cream wafer type things. Um, that it's like it's like a, it's like a it looks like a waffle crinkle. Uh, wafer, mm. and then it's got that some some fake sugar cream thing. We used to eat thing. those heaps. Yeah, that's just brought back that that was like a real big thing for us growing up. This, I don't think I've seen one in. Yeah, they still exist, I think, but uh, yeah, you don't you don't encounter them very much in your life these days. But those no. kind, of, so it's just. Do you think biscuits have come a long way? Do you think we've sort of, you know, I don't know, edged out all those old biscuits, the wafer, you know, those wafer biscuits and stuff. Wafer thin? Were they called a wafer thin? Maybe. Yeah, oh. maybe. Yeah, wafer thin. Or waffle? Waffle wafer. Waffle wafer? Waffle waffle wafer thin. Waffle wafer thin. Sorry, I was talking over you a lot there, Alistair. Um, you were trying to say stuff, and I was being. Um. Bad. So it's the same concept as the wafer in that, but it's not stamped to look all crinkled and mm-hmm. waffly, mm-hmm. like that. But it's and it is, it's not puffed. Oh no, there's no puff. No, but, no, but I think, it's not but rising. I think, they, I think they got that effect through layering right. in the biscuit. Yeah. Is it is it layered then? No, no, this one isn't layered. Oh right. <laughs> you know this one. And it's not sweet either, is it? It's not sweet. No, it's kind of like eating paper. It's like edible paper. Oh, used to love eating paper. Yeah. Someone told me it had rat poison in it. I was like, oh. uh, I heard they I put eaten bleach paper in since. it. Yeah, bleach. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's another thing they tell you. <laughs> that checks out though. <laughs> They say that in toilet paper as well. You go, yeah, okay, so does my toilet. Oh, right, yeah, you, you're like uh, unbleached or bleached. Or... Yeah. I don't know, but you go, well, it doesn't matter it has bleach. I put, I bleach my toilet. Yeah, but you don't bleach your asshole. People do. Uh, sure, I guess people do bleach your asshole. I can if I want to. <laughs> That's my prerogative. I think maybe this offcuts of communion wafers might be a bit of stand-up or something. Or maybe there's like a... Oh, I think that, I think that's, no. Well, I mean, you know, which bits of Jesus's body they yeah, are. Yeah, I think that's fun. That's a thing, you know. They're mm. at the maybe at the communion wafer factories, so where they're sure. stamping them out or whatever. They just have a stall there, or you know, you just go in. You know, like those places that don't. Tainala Christ. Tainala Christ. Eyeball of Christ. Yeah. Cornea. Mm. The, with the with the bottle with the bottles of wine. Yeah. Do they shake them up or something to just shake all the sediment through? Or what? I mean, what 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 happens to the sediment in in a bottle of wine? In the, in the body when they when you know when you're giving it to Christ, that's Christ's blood in that bottle. Yeah. And so what? So what is the? Sorry sediment? about all the blasphemy in this episode, by the way. Yeah. You know, it's not something I I, sp- I set out to do. Wow, this this wasn't even registering to me as anything oh, great. that could even be considered great. bad. Great, good. Well, I'm glad I brought it up, but also I'm happy to move on. Speaking flippantly about the things that some people value. Yeah, care deeply about and yeah. define their lives and also help them and make them happy. I know, but I think... But also make them obnoxious sometimes. I know, but I think using a belief to define your life is also a bad thing. And that would be the, the cornerstone of the belief system <laughs> that I want to create. <laughs> and that's one of the... I stand by that. I thought I thought of a great word to describe our political system in Australia. Yeah, mate, we're not living in a a, a democracy. We're living in an obnocracy. Because everyone's so obnoxious. Oh yeah, you know all those leaders are so obnoxious. Ob- obnocracy. Yeah, that's something. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, is it? Yeah, no, it's definitely something. Yeah, Andy. Right. You would need. Tweet it. You would need at least ten philosophers to oh. to 
successfully get one to correctly argue that that was nothing. Wow. Yeah. And what what do you reckon? Uh, what's the sort of the the pack size when you're buying philosophers? Six. Probably get six philosophers in a pack. Uh, so I'd have two philosophers left over. Mm. Right? And that's good. You can put those in the fridge and have an argument with them later. Yeah, I don't think they'd be very expensive. So I think you could probably get a 36-pack. 36-pack of philosophers? Yeah. Wow. That's good. I always worry about philosophers getting people pregnant. <laughs> I just I don't know how they can... You mean like modern-day philosophers, people who've done a philosophy degree or something like that, studied philosophy. Yeah. You worry about them getting someone pregnant and then and then it's like, where is who's going to look after this child? Yeah, but Your also, philosophy is not going to sustain. It's not even just that. I think I saw a documentary about Zizek and I saw he had a young child and I was like, oh, I'm worried about that kid. <laughs> you know, and Zizek's doing quite well. Yeah, right. There's even a school of Zizek studies somewhere. Really? Yeah. Zizek. It's just a fun sound. God, yeah. that's a good name. He's a fun sound to listen to. Zizek. Zizek. Um, what, so Sounds obno- like a zipper. Obnocracy. I'm sorry that I didn't um, I didn't know where to go with it. No, there's, there's nowhere yeah. to go with it. It's just a pithy thing to say, you know? Mm. Mate, that's a bloody obnocracy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I, don't, I wonder if somebody hearing obnocracy would even cotton on that it was to do with the word obnoxious. Mm. It's got the word knob in it. Mm, Obnob. Obnob. (laughs) And that's the thing British people say, hobnob. They do. Because once I got a photo... Actually, it doesn't have the word knob in it. Obnobcracy. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) But it has the feeling like it has the word obnob. It does feel like it has a knob in it. You see? You see, I don't read words as they are. I read their feel. Mm. You know? Yeah, you're a feel reader. A feel reader. I read your feels. Mm -hmm. Um, One time I was in a photo... I did community te- television here, and I appeared on the show with Dr. Carl from Neighbors. Mm. And a he br- was on the community TV show. He was show. on the community TV was show. This, well. Was this acting? Were you acting with him? or was it? No, no, no. We were just appearing as guests, or maybe I was doing a stand-up spot, and he was appearing as a guest. Yep. And then we got a photo in the green room together, and I posted it on my social media. And then a British person accused me of being a hobnobber. Really? I think it was an accusation. And I think it was thrown at me. Hob knob. Now a hob yeah. is is that a part of an oven? A knob is also a part of an oven. Hmm. This is getting Are they very accusing intense. you of being an oven? Or parts of an oven. <laughs> <laughs> well but 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 then Maybe a hob knobber is somebody who goes up to the hob, the oven. Yeah. And is always fiddling with the knobs, like when somebody's playing with the stations in a radio, uh, you know, yes. in your car. And they're, you know, they're oh, you bloody hobnobber, ten- you're knobbing the hobs. Yeah. Right? And, oh, and maybe so- that's a knob hobber. No, yeah. hobnobber. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm Changing knobbing the, the hobs. So I'm using my penis <gasps> and putting it on the hobs. On, on the hob? Yeah, I'm knobbing it. Yep. To knob it would be to sort of mash your... Your uh, breeding finger. Has <laughs> <laughs> that been used? I don't think so. I, I think know. breeding finger is a is let's that is your welcome di- standard of debate these days. Yeah, yeah, great. I think you, oh, it's such a classy thing to call somebody. Oh, he was a real breeding finger, you know? Yeah, because because 
It's, it's both of those words are totally innocuous. Certainly, breeding and finger, there's nothing saucy about either of them. <laughs> and yet put them together, don't you think? You know, breeding, finger, nothing about those. Either of those words would ever for a second make you think anything untoward. And yet, and yet put them together. Yeah. And almost by magic, the magic of mixology. Yes. You've created a cocktail. Yes. Right? Again, two words. Two words that, that have nothing suspicious, innuendic mm. about them. And. Yeah. Mm. Um. Breeding finger. Can you write down breeding finger? As a sketch? As a, as a word. Just I'll write down the word. Yeah, as a phrase. Look, I don't see why we can't get breeding finger into the discourse in some way or another. I'm always, could... I'm always thinking I want to come up with the new clusterfuck. Because oh. I feel like the word clusterfuck, when it first came out, that word, yeah. it was a very exciting time because you're like, this is the best word. Mm. You can use it for almost anything and you sound like you're a cool guy yeah. who... Who, who sort of dismisses things but is also rude, you know, mm. cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah? But also somebody who's like, sounds like you know enough about stuff to know when stuff isn't good. Yes, absolutely. You know? and, and also you know this new word and it's fun to say. Anyway, mm. I don't, and now obviously everything, everyone calls everything a clusterfuck. Absolutely. When we overused it, it's no longer any fun. Mm. You don't sound special using that do word. You think, do you think the fire festival was a clusterfuck? Yeah, probably. Yes, it absolutely was. Yeah. Yeah. What about American politics right now? Oh, tell you what, that's an obnocracy. Well, you're right. That yeah. was name. You've 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 you applied mixology well. <laughs> I was just trying I to call back to something else. I see you know your mixology well. Um, um, breeding finger. Look, maybe even <laughs> a band. Really? Well, oh. just saying things are a band name, though, is also... I'm over it. Okay, well, how about we say a new thing? Mm. How about this? Oh, that would be a great flavour of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I mean, I like it. Yeah? It's different. It's perhaps not quite as versatile. Or yeah. like, like, probably breeding finger. Yeah. I, I think I could... Persuasively sell that that's a great flavor of ice cream. You don't think so? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> but I mean, uh, wouldn't it be interesting if someone actually did make an ice cream that tasted like a finger? Oh, like, hang on, what time of day are we tasting the finger? Because I feel like the finger, first thing after the shower, very, very different taste to like a 5 p.m., 6 p.m. finger. It's a, it's a it's an ice cream that tastes like a freshly showered finger. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Little bit of soap. You recognize it as soon as you, ta- you taste it. Yeah. You, you go. Is that a washed finger? That tastes like somebody's just washed their finger. <laughs> And put popped it in my mouth. 
And you know what? I reckon that should be the flavour instead of vanilla. Because vanilla is, you know, yeah. and this has been commented upon, vanilla, we treat that as plain. Mm. But it's not. It's a very specific, quite strong, quite weird flavour, really, vanilla. It's very weird, isn't it? Yeah. And, well, you know, it comes from the bark of some tree that only grows in Borneo or something like that. Anyway. Oh, Borneo. Not Borneo. Come somewhere on. else. There's somewhere where they're denuding oh. a whole lot of rainforest. Oh, what's it? Burma. Burma. It's probably the Burma. Bo- the, the Borneo of the mainland. Yeah. <laughs> is Borneo an island? Borneo is, is an island. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Correct. It's where the Sultan of Brunei lives. Wait, what did we just come up with as a sketch idea? Uh, the, the oh, yeah. Fing- freshly washed finger. That should be the new vanilla because you think about it, like back in, back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. You're eating things. You're eating with your hands. Yeah. Right? Yes. You're eating with your hands. Mm-hmm. You're tasting the flavor of the food. Yeah. Now, imagine you're eating something that has no flavor whatever, yep. whatsoever. What are you tasting? You're just tasting the fingers the that you're using to put the food into yeah. your mouth. Right? That is, that is the cosmic background radiation of flavor yep. that should be with us at all times. Either that or the flavor of the tongue or the flavor of like saliva. Mm. Yeah. Fresh saliva. That would be a great attempt Fresh saliva. Fresh saliva. Mm. That's a great flavor. I think of you know this because I think if you're going to start an ice cream company today, mm. you got to be bold. There's so many ice cream companies. So many ice cream. There's uh, Ben and Jerry's. Yes. And then there's the Nestle one. Probably yeah. have one. Yeah, they'd have one. Yeah. Unilever. They probably. They probably have one. They probably got two. Yeah. You know, different brands in different countries. And the rest. Yes. You know. So that's at least three. If you count the rest, that's four. Yeah, and there's and that's at least three if we were right about the the ones that we were guessing. Yeah. Yeah. But even if we weren't, there's probably others. That's right. So I reckon base level, absolute minimum, there are three mm-hmm. or four or four ice cream companies in the world. Yeah. Places that and have so it now, and sell it. If you want to break into that. And you that think market, about them, how many flavors does each of those have? At least three or four each. Three or four or each. one ice cream that has at least three flavors in it. In it, yeah. Jeez, they must have been feeling confident when they started just chucking flavors in together. Mm. You know, you've got flavors to burn. That's not the kind of thing that an insecure person does. Not at all. Unless no. they're really insecure. Oh, no. And they go, oh, maybe vanilla's not going to be enough. We should put chocolate and, and lime. And, and pink. Pink. Um... Did you see I tried to say like Neapolitan oh, was going to be a different one? Yeah, I didn't. I tried that. to mix it up. Um, That's good. Freshly, like. This, uh, this, fresh- this is Neapolitan Politan. Uh, it has Neapolitan on one side, mm-hmm. and, then, <laughs> and then chocolate and then vanilla. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, Thanks. And I think maybe because really the pink is the last one. Nobody wants in the end. The, the think of which one's left over at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's pink. It's always the pink or chocolate or what? No, what you, why would you say that? Because is was, this a prank? Yeah, it was a huge prank. Andy, you've been part of my YouTube prank show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, ah, just kidding. It's not really on YouTube. It's on Vimeo. You've been doing it again. I got ya. Yes. Oh, although I am playing some of it, some of my YouTube, my Vimeo show on YouTube <laughs> to, to get people to say, so yes. you've been triple done. Yes. 
Except that second one, you were pretty right <laughs> in thinking. But not entirely. Um, I think what I like about the idea of a, of a, of a sort of finger or hand and finger flavored food as well as that you eat it with a utensil, mm. you know, and for once you're eating fingers and with, you know, like it's like fingers in a spoon. Mm. <laughs> and were you trying to relax your tongue again? Because your, <laughs> eye, your eyes w- went real limp again. No, I was trying to, in fact, probably just relax my brain in a way that would allow me to say to just accommodate whatever it was you were about to say. And I'm glad I did because otherwise mm. I could have hurt myself. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're falling out of a plane. Yeah. If you're very relaxed, mm. you'll survive. <laughs> you gotta be so relaxed. <laughs> so relaxed. What do you What do you think about when you're falling from a plane? To relax so that you don't hurt yourself when you land on the ground. Um, or you, let's say it doesn't have to be necessarily plane. You could be falling out of a chairlift. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. So I don't have long. i got to get into this state you of relaxation really, in seconds. you got to really relax. I was thinking at least in, when I'm falling out of the plane, i got time to sort of come to terms with some Take stuff. Take a few breaths and yeah. things like that. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> You've fallen out of a chairlift. You've got to have your mantra. Your mantra's got to be punchy. Whatever mm. it is that gets you to that zen place. Yeah. You don't have time to listen to a full episode of Shusha, Alistair's new podcast. No. Medi- yeah. Guided meditation podcast. Sh- very good. Very available on all podcast places. All of them. Uh, it's a relaxing comedy podcast. Mm. That's what I should put as the as the word. A relaxing comedy podcast. Yeah. No, wait, a relaxing comedy meditation. That's good too. Guided meditation. It's really oh, very but, good. Oh, relaxing a lot of people comedy. have been leaving reviews and stuff and yeah, it's getting been in so touch nice. with you personally I and mean, saying how good it is. People have been saying it's been helping them sleep. Yeah. I mean, that helps me sleep when they say that. <laughs> <laughs> and when people they, people, they say they, that. When they tell me that, I say, would you mind coming around to my house and whispering that to me while I'm in bed? While I sleep over, over music. Yeah. Or well, under that's music. That's my shusha. Mm. Sure, sure. So anyway, thank you for, to all anybody who's listened or who is about to listen mm, and is about to this. check out Shusher guided meditations. And mm. now I'm going to go back to doing the sketch. Hey, I'd like to also thank the people who will get out their phone to being like, oh, that's a good idea. Get out their phone to like download it or something mm. and then see something else on their phone and get distracted and never get around to it. Well, but because they had the best will in the absolutely. world. Absolutely. None of us have the strength of mind Nobody, to no one turn on our phones and get to what we were trying to do. To do what do. you were intending to do? No, that would, oh, it's crazy. No one would expect that of you. No, because I think it's, it's fair that if you go to your phone, that before you do what you should do, you should just check to see if there's any notifications. Correct. On anything. You know how you turned off notifications on Facebook so that you could get more done? Mm. Better open Facebook and just check if there are any notifications in the application. That's because right. since you've turned it off, you don't get those notifications anymore. So if anything, and you're opening it more just to check to see mm. whether there are any. And, and then sometimes it says there are like 47 notifications and you click on it and it's like, oh, no, wait, there are none. You're like, well, then, like, I mean, I didn't expect there to be 47. There were none this morning. And you suddenly tell me there's 47 notifications. I look and I'm like, well, there aren't any. I don't know why I thought I, I don't know why I thought there would be that many. That like that would be crazy. I would have had to be implicated in some kind of world event for enough people to want to get in touch with me. 
But then they would have DM'd me. I would have got messages the messages through my messenger app. Why mm. would they be showing up? As, like nobody sees that I'm involved in some kind of world event and then posts on my wall. Nobody yeah. posts on anybody's wall now anyway. Only dumb joke questions that you want every, everybody else to see. Yeah, sure. But why would those like, ri- arise from a world event? People, people in the real world, right? People in the real world who aren't in, let's say, the, the in, you know, the inner planet broadcasting friends world that we are in, sort of the inner group, not the sort of great mates. People who are actually friends, say, with Nick Mason, they might, they might not know that in that world we all have a joke where we post on Nick Mason's wall, "Hi, Nick." I have I a tram ha- question. I have a tram question. And then you wait until he goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you ask him your and question. And then you ask him your question. Some dumb tram question. Yeah. And I wonder who was the first person to ask him a tram question. It might have been Nellie White. It feels like Nellie White. Yeah. She's a, she's a pioneer. She's, you know, and and that that doing, asking that question is sort of like the entering Arizona for the first time mm. and sort of p- planting a flag in the ground and saying, this belongs to me. And yeah. people have tried to, you know, fight her off. She's the patient zero of entering Arizona to plant a flag. Entering say, Arizona. That would have been the, 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 Arizona the, the, the that porn is. version of raising <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> Which I don't know, might have been a movie about a baby. And I, I apologize. Think, yeah, maybe Arizona was the baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought it was a movie about burning the state of Arizona. Raising. That would be R-A-Z-I-N-G. That's I've, the destruction. I've never read it. That's the chaos porn version. Yeah, and that's what Nellie White did. I'm going to make food. When she asked Nick Mason. I'm going to make food porn versions of movies. <gasps> right? So instead of uh, s- s- saving Private Ryan, yeah. it's going to be shaving Parmesan cheese. <laughs> Parmesan <laughs> Trying. <laughs> uh, I think that's a great idea. Food per. Okay, I'm right now. <laughs> food porn parody. Food porn mm. parody. Yeah, I mean, so what? What's the goodwill uh, hunting? Goodwill humping. Goodwill humping. Yeah. Good. Uh, honey. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good wilted. Um, hunting, uh, hunting, humping, hunker, chief, chief, chief. wilted handkerchief. Yes, yes. Write this down. Write this down. Good this is such a good idea. Everyone listening agrees. Movie porn parodies. Yes. I'll say this has been a really good episode. Yeah, I've been you having, know? I've been having fun, Andy. Do you think we should go to three words from our listener? Yeah, I'd love that. Well, Andy, I'm so excited to bring you these three words from a person who supports us both emotionally and financially on our Patreon, mm-hmm. which anybody can do by going to patreon.com slash two and tank. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Imagine that. You're able to affect our emotions from anywhere in the world. It's, it's, I think what it's a technology. I think it's, uh, it's essentially quantum. It's essentially a hive mind. Hive. Yes. Quantum hive. Yes. Quantum. I got some quantum hives right now. Um, it, this is. You this can either see where they are or how much they're itchy, mm. but not both. It's kind of it's kind of like that with itches. No, you can't. No, you anyway. can see where they are by where you're itching. 
Yeah, good point. Um, Andy, our listener today is Tyler Ferrer. But itches are able to quantum tunnel. They can move from one part of the body to another part of the they body do. without the touching the passing through the intermediate space. Always itching threes. Is that also quantum? Have you, have you noticed that? Always itching threes. Yeah, if you if you get a, an itch that moves from one place to after you scratch it to another place, mm. you scratch that second one. It's going to be a third one, yeah. and then you're done. That's great. Oh, but if you're not done, you got another three to go to. Mm. Yeah, and. If you become really obsessive about it, you never mm. stop. Let's make a parody of the seven-year itch called the seven-itch year. Mm. And it's where somebody gets itchy seven times in a year. Andy, if we made parody movies, we could make movies really quick. So quick. Yeah. Because they write themselves. Like that one about the itches that I just came <laughs> up with. Well, that's the story. It's yeah. got a clear ending. He finishes yeah. scratching the last one. Yeah. Sometimes he probably, he's probably getting close to the end of the year and he goes, I wonder if I'm going to get itchy again. <laughs> and then you know how when you think about being itchy, uh-huh. it makes uh-huh. you itchy? Makes you itchy. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes, oh, that was a seventh uh, one. Even as he was saying that, Alistair, you scratched your head because I, I think saying, thinking about being itchy. Now I'm doing it. Now I'm scratching my chin. Yeah, I think all the listeners are, oh, are scratching themselves. Are you all scratching themselves. yourselves? Are you all scratching? If you're not, you're a psychopath. Now I've got another itch on my head. That's yeah. two. Oh, whenever I hear about somebody being I mean, a psychopath, that makes me a psychopath. <laughs> you know, being a psychopath comes in threes. Mm. It's good that there's only a limited number of things that that happens with for the human body. You know, yeah. yawning, yawns, itching, itching, maybe going to the toilet, sort of with wa- the sound of water and stuff, making you want to do a wee. Yeah, or wanting to like... Although I don't know if that's really true. Wanting to like self-destruct... You know that? You know, like, you see somebody, like, drinking loads of booze like mm. that and they're having a good time? Mm. Or, like, they're just, like, they're injecting themselves yeah. with lots of delicious mm. drugs. <laughs> delicious drugs. No, but I don't, you, there's no yeah. tongue on the inside of your vein. There is no. Uh, I've never done any intravenous drugs. I just want you to know that. And I don't want anybody to think that I actually think that intravenous drugs are, are delicious. Cool or great or delicious. No. They're not. I actually find that not drinking and things like that a lot of time is actually much... I. You tap into more of the natural insanity of just being sober mm. and the craziness of... And of, that's good. Yeah. And cheap. And it's goddamn cheap. Except all the time you spend doing things. That can be expensive. Oh, yeah. Now you've got all this stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, because instead you're just lounging. Anyway, Andy, you know who our listener is today? Who's our listener? I said it before, but you didn't register it. Oh, I'm sorry. Tell me again, please. TF. Tyler Ferrer. Yeah, that motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> Tyler, you bad boy. Yeah, he's the bad boy of th- three-word suggestions. Uh-huh. And also... How great is it that three-word suggestions is is three words? I love that. Uh, that's why I came yeah. up with it. Is that onomatopoeia? Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, here's his three words. Do you want to try and guess what one of them will be? There's no Flo-waka. reason... No, there's no reason why you would guess it. Mm, okay. Uh, well, that's a clue. Uh, Lagophone? No, you're wrong. Miriam. My God, you're so wrong. You're getting further away. <laughs> <laughs> just try one more just to see if you can get worse. Parapet. Oh, my God, <laughs> disgusting. I don't even think one of those letters was in any of the things. <laughs> no, nah, at least one of them was. All right, you ready? Yeah. Ladle. Yep. By athletes. Yep. Top knot. 
ladle by athletes. Top knot. Okay, what do we got here? We got the ladle. We got the biggest of the spoons. Oh, absolutely. Right? We got the biathlete, which is either the athlete who does two sports mm-hmm. or the athlete who does two genders. Mm. Well, they could maybe both. Mm. Or would that be, make them a bye-bye athlete? Well. Bye-bye, athletes. <laughs> See you later, athletes. So long. <laughs> Oh, I loved how you pronounced the G at the end of that. I thought of a great thing that I would say if yeah. I was in, if I was a lawyer. Yeah. Right. And I was, if I was a lawyer working to defend major companies. Yeah, major ones. Yeah. You know, against like the the little guy. So I'm working for the man. Okay. Right. And I'm a real cunt. And you are right? a man as well. And I am a man. Yeah. Working for a man. So it's the patriarchy as well. Yeah. All right. This is what I'd say at the end if I'd won a case. Mm-hmm. I'd say, "See you later, litigator." Oh, that's great. Yeah? Do you yeah. reckon anyone's ever ever said that in court? I don't think so. Such a missed opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. See you later, litigator. <laughs> I think that's really good. Um, and so is, is the litigator the person who's suing? I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah Someone yeah. who litiga- litigates. Yeah, right. Quite litigious. But you know what? You're, you as a big company could also be... A litigator? Li- a litigator. Yeah. I'm just saying that sometimes you'll be in that position and maybe you can come up with a cool saying... For when you, like, here I go, litigator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a litigator. Um, yeah, well, I guess it'd have to be a version of in a while crocodile, wouldn't it? Or, or it could just be, this litigator will see you ligolator. <laughs> yeah. Ligolator? I yeah, don't know if yeah. ligolator is great. Yeah. But. Um, see you in court. Practicing torts. There you go. Is t- which one? Which one is torts? I don't know, but also I don't care. Okay, great. All right, so we got ladle, bye bye athlete, and top knot. Now top knot is the uh, hairstyle of some athletes, mm. often sumo wrestlers. Oh yeah. But also, samurai. But is being a samurai a sport? <clears throat> Sword fighting is a type of sport. It's like it's like. It, well, I guess being a, a sort of a, a, a killer mm. who's armed with a sword, which is sort of sword is used in sports, so it's sort of like applied sports. Applied sports. Mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, war mm. in a lot of ways is applied sports. War is applied sports. It's running. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, teamwork. Teamwork. It's yeah. diving. It's wearing uniforms. Yeah, we're, diving. <laughs> yeah, well, some you know diving out of the way of a like a. Of a like a you know a ballistic yeah thing. What are they called again? Those the ones that they're always just artillery. Artillery. Mm. You know what? I what are the ones that go <laughs> and they shoot them mm. up and they're just that little tube and you oh, drop yeah. a thing in and then it goes yeah. up. Funk. Yeah, Maybe. a bit of that. But it's, but it's kind of there's the sound of it going in and yeah. bouncing back up. You kind of had it with you, I think. Oh, thanks. I'm not going to try again. No. It's, a mo- it's a mortar. Mortar. A mortar. Yeah, firing well, that's those what I Ar- Artillery. What I don't even know what artillery looks like. Artillery is like a you know big big gun. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just a big those gun. Those huge guns that have those wheels and you pull them behind a truck or something and but, then they go. Shung, yeah, you know, right. They sort of recoil and that yeah. sort of thing and they fire, yeah, right. launch those huge things and then the things explode. You know, I think I've always just pictured trebuchet for artillery. Yeah. Man, your mental pictures yeah. are way out of date. Yeah, absolutely. You got to download some sort of firmware thing. Do you think they're still get using some new artwork? Do they still use artillery or are they just down to the mortars now? 
No, well, mortars are, are just... I think uh, mortars might be some sort of form of very small artillery, but they would absolutely still be using big guns and that sort of thing. Yeah, right. I, I, mean, yeah, but, I mean, maybe it's a lot of rocketry now, and I'm yeah. not sure if rocketry still counts as artillery. Those yeah. ones are shung, shung, shung. Because then why would you... Because, yeah, those, those slow artillery, they seem like they're slow. Um... Like, well, that, well, see, the artillery that I'm picturing, and yeah. see, maybe mine is out of date as well, Alastair, because I'm mm. picturing ones that are launched by an explosion in the gun. But then I think the rocketry are the ones that have got, you know, a rocket engine inside yeah. the, the missile. Yeah. And having um, something that blows up seems like it's better than just something that kind of hits just an a area. huge lump of stuff yeah. that just smashes into the ground, which yeah. I'm sure would do heaps of damage, but still... I guess yeah. something that blows up. Is... But then I guess they, they, you know, what, the Chinese now have that rail gun. What's that? It's like the one that's based entirely off of an electric charge. Oh, yeah. And you just like, you use some electric charge and you can make things go like 200 kilometers. <laughs> just just like, yeah, it's just. That seems good. That would be safer for you. For you, yeah. Unless you were touching it and, oh, and standing no. in a puddle. Oh, no. <laughs> in front of it as well. Yeah, in front. Oh. That would be damaging. Um, but then again, it seems weird to kind of go back to just like launching projectiles because mm. they were like, oh, this is really going to change the game that this was ship of Chinese of China's had the it's rail a ship, gun. is it? Yeah. The ship has the gun. A lot of the biggest guns were initially on ships. And then I think maybe the, in the first world war, the, the, the Germans started building some that they could just walk along, but they normally, you know, because you have to set them in concrete and things like that. That was a mm. bit problematic, but they 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 found themselves to be useful. Anyway, I listened to a podcast on the First World War. <laughs> I guess this is my way of telling you that I listened to a podcast on the First World War. Um, okay. uh, but one of the great things about one of those rail guns, yeah. right, is that now you can fire all sorts of stuff. You know, because mm. uh, you just now you got it's done with electricity. Anything that can any ferromagnetic material, yeah. now you could launch it. So like one of those park benches, you know, with the machine? ornate wrought iron or something, a washing machine. Mm. See? Washing machine. Yeah. It's a word that we discovered sounds very Chinese. Yeah. It sounds but it's <laughs> an English say word. It yeah. Wrong. Washing machine. machine. <laughs> um. So look, I think there is one uh, the element of of War being applied sports. Mm. I mean, you don't have to kick a ball, but you do have to get things into a goal, like a bullet. But the goal is there a head. There are targets, aren't there? Yeah. The goal is a head. Yeah. Just think of the head as the goal. And the bullet as the soccer ball. Yeah. That you shoot with your hand. <laughs> well, and the so gun is your leg. Eh? The gun is your leg. And you is... know when you want to sh- when you want to kick something somewhere, how you look down your leg to mm. line it up with whatever. Well, look, no, no, no. I think is like your the gun. Oh yeah, the gun is your leg. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yes. So I thought you were saying your leg is a gun, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but then you said, look this down. This thing that you're not saying is insane. And, Andy. But Andy, you said, you know how you look down, and then I was like, yeah, okay. So now you're looking down at your leg, and and your leg is a gun. No, that was a joke. Yeah. I know. Well, you do kind of look down at the ball when you kick. I don't. Oh, my God. You fucking psychopath. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. be great in applied sports. 
Um, so yeah, so the head is the goal, the bullet is the ball, the gun is your leg, mm. and then you because you're not but but you're still you're doing you're touching your leg with your hand. <laughs> so and I was I think I was trying to say that you are actually shooting it with your hand. Mm. Which means then you get a penalty because in soccer you're not allowed to touch, touch ball a, with your touch ball with your hand. hand. And the penalty is you feel guilty about taking a about life. About taking a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A red card, but the mm. the color red is still red. Yeah. But the card is the 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 mist that comes down over your eyes yeah. when you come home from war, and the slightest irritation sends you into a like a paranoid, mm. um, psychotic episode the because of post traumatic stress. PTSD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sends you off, yeah, off the rails. Mm. Rail guns, <laughs> Chinese ship, washing machine. Yes, yes, Al. Um, Are you going to write something down? I'm out just going to write war is applied sports. Mm, okay, sure. I mean, look, I know you're not 100% sold on it because it doesn't feel like it's an entire game mm. sketch. Mm. But think about it's a military leader. He's, mm-hmm. And he's saying this to a group of infantry. Mm. Right, mm. This is what you've been training for. No, you're right. That is quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. climbing. I think it's it's great that you know. It, I, I think it's interesting them just taking people straight out of sports and putting them straight into the the, the field because they are it's still a field as well. It's still a field. It's amazing. The similarities are mm. you know multiple. Yeah. At least four. Battlefield. Soccer field mm. to the same place. Soccer field or soccer court? Uh, course? Soccer course. Squash field? Squash field? Oh, squ- outdoor squash. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just, you just hit the ball uh, and it just goes. <laughs> and then they walk for a bit, they get it, hit it again. <laughs> Just two guys who were, you know, just on their lunch break <laughs> from working in the office. That is like, do you reckon squash is the only sport that doesn't work outdoors? I too. I think we could be onto something here. Bocce does. Bocce. Yeah. Let's tick them off. Okay. I mean, darts. That would still work outdoors. It would work outdoors. As long as you have the target, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there are any other sports that use the wall. I mean, racquetball, sure, but then that's just squash. Squash, isn't it? Yeah. It's just just the same thing. Oh, well done. You found one. Racquetball. Oh, Oh, yay. Yay, everyone. I'm so proud of you. Oh, yeah. You you made Andy look like a fool, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Well done. I mean, I do like that part. What part? Oh, I loved everything that you said. Oh, great. Yeah. Thanks. Um, okay. Well, I think that's enough sketches for today, isn't it? I think so. Yeah? Do you want me to read through them? I'd love that. Okay. We've got hot case, case race. Yeah. Now, look. I'm still going to say that there's two ideas here. Sure. There's the stronger, better idea of yours. Thank you. Which is that it's somebody who's... It's a, it's a couple of detectives that are finding open, ongoing investigations and that are being investigated by someone already. 
mm. and then getting in there and trying to solve the crime before they mm. do. Mm. And, you know, you use the tropes of cold case, like, you know, going back and re-examining the evidence, mm. but somebody's currently examining it and you come in and examine, re-examine it yeah. or you take it out of the evidence locker, you check it out while they're still hoping to use it. Mm. You know, when, when you're in any of these kind of uh, situations where you've got to find out stuff about an ongoing case, it really helps to have a friend in the DA. Oh. You know, you got to have a friend at the DA who can yeah. leak you some stuff. Yep. And I DA, think what's I th- that? Detective. District. Det- area. Area. Detective area. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Mm. And I'm my own friend. <laughs> but then there's also the other idea of going back and solving cases that aren't cold cases, but that are from a long time ago. And but they were solved and they caught the killer. But re-examining the evidence and well, that just sounds like a good idea, though. You know, like especially if there's a reason to suspect that there was no. But that's the thing is that there's no reason to suspect. <laughs> I'm saying you go into things that look like clear cut. Yeah, like reinvestigate the great train robbery. Sure. See if Ronnie Biggs really was involved. You know, my street isn't called Ronald. Street and then the next street along is called Big Street. Really sus, isn't it? Well, I think it might be named after that. Do you think there might be some gold buried? (gasps) Sorry, I wasn't surprised. I just forget to breathe in sometimes. Um, Okay, next sketch idea is the new scientific method. Yeah, it's based around debate. Based around a lot of shouting. Shouting who? Facebook likes. Yeah, who has the most um, retweets or Mm -hmm. or um, whether you've written your evidence in capitals, that mm-hmm. definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Underlining things. Underlining things. Drawing red circles around uh, photos from Google Maps and then an arrow and a big question mark. Mm-hmm. Using, yeah. using Putting two photographs next to each other where the shape of one thing in one photograph looks like something totally different from like an old book. Mm. Also referring... Saying that certain things are true because it's common sense. Yes, mm-hmm. common sense is a really big part of the new yeah. scientific method. Uh, then we got the rise of the mixologist, and that's um, you know mixologists obviously started in cocktails, but it's a field that has broadened, and now obviously, well, when they became mixologists, that's when when they entered the mm-hmm. uh, medicine you know, field, and then obviously now they're a big part of all science and. Mm. Hmm. I mean, they're a religion. They're also a religion yeah. that is based on taste. I wonder if there are any, like, I think I think people sort of have this debate around psychology and whether or not it's a true science. Yeah, I think, you know, mixologists probably cop a lot of the same flack. I think you're right. But think about this. You know, people, you know, in, in most traditional rela- religions, this is going to be like, mixology is, is just basically becoming the broadest of fields. Mm. It It spans I guess kind of like the Buddhists have, have a kind of attempted to do where they say like oh, yeah sure they try they've attempted to kind of go like well yeah actually a lot of the ideas that they're discovering in quantum physics that stuff that we talk about and they go oh is that is that really okay great <laughs> that's great that you were said some re- weird random stuff and then it just turned out that there was some basis in science anyway I say a lot of stuff too and some stuff accidentally turns out to be true um, if you say enough stuff. Yeah. 
That's what I was kind of saying about Magma. I was trying to explain different ideas that we had at Magma the other day. Magma's our show that we're doing at the upcoming Melbourne International Comedy Festival. If you haven't bought tickets already, that's okay. There's still time. There's still time, and you can and buy some now. you're not alone. Lots of people haven't bought tickets. Don't feel bad. It goes from the March 26th to April 21st. And it's going to be so good. That's right. And I was saying to somebody, I was like, look, and then we've got this idea for kind of twists, right? That, you know, mm. near the end, he goes... Whoa, that's a crazy amount of d- journey to travel for, for that joke. And I go, well, that's the thing. When you have so much weird stuff in one show, you can accidentally say things, and it's linked to something else mm. in the show. And it seems like you were really clever and connected everything, but actually, you just have a lot of stuff in your show. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to seem like something's connected to something else. That's right. You say enough things in an hour. The only thing I was going to say about the mixologist relationship, uh, religion is that a lot of regular religions, people have visions. Yep. But in this one, people have tastings. They go, a taste came to me in, my, mm. in a dream last night. I think it was cranberry. Mm. What do you think it means? Savior. Savory. Savory. Flavia. Flavia. <laughs> Savior. <laughs> The Flavier. <laughs> oh, it's about a guy. This is just... Um, Savor it. That's a good word, isn't it? I'm just trying to come up with accordion to you again, but with a guy who's come up with a shirt called Savior the Flavier. Mm. Anyway, he plays the accordion. Savor it, Alistair. S-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. Yeah. Like favorite, but savory. Oh, yeah. What's your savorite? What's your... S- yeah, that's good, Andy. You should work for a marketing department. I will, I do. I came up with another one. Off cuts of communion wafers. Flavor Lanch. <laughs> I don't know if that's been used by anybody. It's I'm sure it has. It's got to be. Fla- yeah. Flava Lanch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. We'll pronounce it your way. Yeah. Um, Because fla- f- for me, it doesn't work. Flavor Lanch. <laughs> oh. I was at a ski resort the other day, and there was an avalanche. You know, I say flavor. <laughs> anyway, uh, off cuts the communion wafers. There's that, you know, just these people, and then what's mm. what's in that? Was it Jesus's toe? Mm. Nail? 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 There could be nails in there. Probably. Had to get those out. Freshly washed finger ice cream flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah, that's the base. It's a great idea. That's going to be the new standard. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it made me think of before. You know, I was thinking about eating that finger-flavored ice cream with a spoon. What about this? It's an Indian food that is fingers, but you eat it with your hand, but your <laughs> hand is curry. <laughs> oh, God, Alistair, that's the most Alistair thing you've ever said. Yeah? Yeah. And... <laughs> Like that's so you a, mean you really like it? Is this is, this feels like something from a like a, a Treehouse of Horror episode or something on The Simpsons? You know? Oh, yeah, no, but I, I think like I think maybe it'd make a great comic. I don't think there are any foods in which you eat one thing, but then your hand is food. Yeah, right. There's no, <laughs> there's no cuisine. There's no room mm. in the food world. For a thing where your hand is the food. Well, how about this idea? But you right? think you're eating is your because, hand. <laughs> because that's what's crazy is that your hand <laughs> is meat. Uh, right? Your hand is meat. 
mm-hmm. and bone, obviously, and that's obviously that's that's going to be fine. That could survive without you, <laughs> <laughs> right? But the meat hey, part will be fine. I'm a bone, by the way. <laughs> oh, we don't need you. We'll be fine. All right, I'm a bone. We don't need any of this. I'm only I'm I'm trying to help you out here, but I don't need any of this. I'm the meat, and I definitely need you. Okay, that's some good role play. We really yeah. learn a lot from, from ben, ben having Russell. Ben Russell on the show. Um, and so that, that so this, so how about this? It's a it's a meal where your hand soaks in this kind of marinade <laughs> while you eat some other thing <laughs> with a with a straw, or whatever. You're just kind of sucking up some stuff with a straw. Yeah. And um, and then eventually you take your hand out of the marinade. And the marinade is cooked it. It's like that lime marinade. It's you know, cooked your hand. It's sort of pickled. It's pickled it. And then you eat your hand. You know what? I hate this idea. <laughs> I know, but it, don't you think the chef would be seen as a genius? And if you don't eat your hand, no one will say that about them. And if you don't eat your hand, no one will say that about them. Yeah. What? The chef would be considered a genius if... You ate your hand after you soaked it in that marinade. But if you don't eat your hand, then no one's going to say that they're a genius because they're like, well, it's an impractical thing. and things like So you are making this selfish decision to not eat your hand to prevent this chef from getting being called, getting called what he's wanted to be called his whole life. You're right. A genius. You're right. That's why I got into cooking. And so it's a chef who either turns you into food or into a jerk. But either way, it's you leave this... It's a transformative experience. It's a transformative, and you leave the experience different. Mm. That's what transformative means. <laughs> Unless you transform from yourself into another version of yourself who's exactly the same. But it's still a transformation. Okay. Where, um, where, where was I? Food oh. porn parodies of, of movie porn parodies. Yeah. And then yeah. we got, um, I've written the word breeding finger, and then war is applied sports. Yep. And then also the people in the war have a top knot. Great. And yeah. a ladle. And a ladle. <laughs> I think when, when saying that when we were talking about that, I was thinking about samurai that have a ladle instead of a... Oh, that's quite good, though. Yeah. Big spoon. Um, I think also the diving, the you know the fake diving in soccer. Yeah. It's interesting to try and bring that into war. Mm. You know, somebody pretends to have been shot, right? That's good. Or they get shot a little bit, but then they act like they've been shot heaps. Yeah. And then the enemy's coming over and being like, "Oh, are you okay?" and that sort of thing. Mm. And then they're rolling around on the ground, like clutching their stomach, even though it only grazed like their the side of their waist or yeah, something. Right. Oh, clutching their whole stomach. Yeah. That's fucking so stupid. Yeah. Anyway. That's great, Andy. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Um, we really do appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at StupidOldAndy. You can find us on Twitter at 2 in Tank. And I'm at AlistairTB. You can always... Continue to listen to the show if you want and not stop. And you can always get other people to listen to it as well. And you can review it and you can donate to the Patreon if you want. But if not, you can always just keep being you and not worry about any of that stuff and just feel good. 
I'm going to put a um, link in the show notes to our show at the Comedy Festival, which I haven't done up until this point. Great. And um, there's also a link down there for Alistair's new podcast. Thank you so much. And for and our merchandise. Oh, yeah. You can get shirts and stuff. Yeah. And uh, clocks. Yeah. And, uh, and just remember, if you feel bad... A lot of the time, it's because you just haven't drunk enough water. That is the thing that Alistair has taught me, and it's been transformative in my life. Right now, I, I could use a glass. I'm going to go get one. I transformed. It was my, it was my as, a, as a chef, I transformed him into mm. a better version of him. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. 8cast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.